Hi, welcome to this special episode of Paperback Readers. In case you didn't have quite enough of our thoughts on books, here's an extra one for the uh, for the files, I guess. It's been a lot of years that we have both like posted online our top books of the year. Yeah, but uh, I, I try not to post online anymore unless I can't avoid it. <laughs> Um, but we have shared those, and you'll probably still share that one again. Um, it's fun to talk about books um, with other people online and, and see what they've been reading and what they liked. For a long time, I would post up to 20 of my favorite books of the year. Mm-hmm. But this year, we have both kept it to 10. Yep. If you are on Instagram, I talked about my top 10 with Haley at the Lazy Bookshelf, and you can go back and look at that conversation on her page. The Lazy Bookshelf, if you are interested in checking that out. But I'm going to hit overviews here again with you as we kind of take turns talking about what were our top books of the year. Um, I think we should also update people on on who won your unofficial um, book reading challenge. Yes, no one won the unofficial book reading challenge. I uh, finished a book on New Year's Eve and said, well, that's 121. And let me guess, you did 122. And indeed, you did do 122, but you said, finish another book and tie it up and leave me alone. (laughs) I did finish another book. I had one that was about 70 pages from being finished. So at about 11 o'clock on New Year's Eve, I tied it. And after joking that I was going to run and like grab a children's book and and try to claim the championship, I just let it stay there. 122. I kind of wish you would have because then I wouldn't have to endure this for another year. But... Anyway, we each read 122 books, and these are going to be our top 10 for the year. It's actually a top 18 because we have two overlapping, so I was looking at your list again, so there's two of those. I had uh, actually had my working list of possibilities, so I have seven kind of honorable mention (laughs) ones I'll throw out there, too, that were books that almost snuck into the top 10. I deleted all my honorable mentions. I don't even remember what they were. <laughs> but before we get started talking, let's just say a word really quickly about how we chose our books. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I didn't rank mine. I have them numbered one through 10. That's no, I in, didn't either. That's in the order that I read them this year. It was just in the order that I happened to list them out. So. Well, I keep, I keep like in the back of my notebook, I keep a running list of the date that I finished a book and all those things. So I, I start... From what I finished in January and go through the rest of the year, and I write down favorites. Um, these were not necessarily chosen for for me anyway on any kind of real qualitative scale. They're just I, I looked for books that um, brought me true enjoyment. Like I thoroughly enjoyed reading the book from start to finish, and then they stuck with me in some way. Mm-hmm. There's several of these that I actually like reread. Um, over the course of the year or reread parts of them because I read them out loud to you because right. of them. So, and then they're books that I, I kept thinking about over and over and over again. Well, and definitely there's overlap. As I said, we have two that we both picked and two more that made your list are on my honorable mention list. Mm-hmm. So. And then you had some that you put on your list that I was like, oh, I thought about that. Anyway, how did you choose your books? I, did, I would follow the same essential criteria. I mean, I tried to, to consider a book that really I, I learned something from or that I deeply enjoyed. Uh, there's one of these that I can't necessarily say was particularly quote-unquote enjoyable, but it felt important. Um, so there was a space for that. Um, honestly, a more varied list than I would expect. I feel like I read the same kinds of books, but I don't think you would get that from my list of no, 10. No, your list is very uh, diverse. 
Okay, we're not going to spend tons of time on any of these books. This should be a fairly quick episode. Yeah, I mean, we talk about all of them as the year <laughs> the goes. length we have. So we're just going to go back and forth and share with you what were our favorites. You go first. Uh, the Storyteller by Dave Grohl. I can't wait. I'm number one on the library list. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it surprised me. I, I wouldn't say I'm a huge Dave Grohl fan, but uh, I was interested in the book and just going through it, the stories were phenomenal. He, he has such a fresh, fun, original voice as a writer, and it's just a, a pleasant, optimistic, entertaining sort of book. Uh, it really hit all the marks. Excellent. Oh, <clears throat> my first book is Jaber Crow by Wendell Berry, which we both read and discussed. Is mm-hmm. it on your list, too? It's on my honorable mention list. Okay, okay. So I love this book because it's um, about home. It's about our home state, mm-hmm. literally, but it's about home in general, too. Um, about searching for a real life, about how we're connected to land and other people, and about what happens when we are not true to who we were meant to be, to our homes, all those kinds of things. Um, I loved it for its language, its insight, its meaning, but most of all, which is probably true of me for almost any book, I loved Jamer Crow himself. The characters Mm -hmm. in this book were great. Yeah, great book. Like I say, made my honorable mention list and could well have Snuck into my list, although it didn't. Um, a second one, probably not a surprise to you or to anybody who's heard me talk about it about eight times, The Baseball 100 by Joe Posnanski, which is actually the only sports book on my list. I read a lot of sports books. but Which this is one crazy. Was, yeah, you read so yeah, many. This was special. I mean, if, if you love baseball, if you love biography, uh, yeah, it's, Joe Paz is just a great storyteller, and there's a hundred great stories, and... They happen to be baseball players, but if they were all trumpet players, I don't think it would be any any better or worse of a book. I have still just read one essay, but I'm going to read the rest. Christmas happened. I got Ichiro a lot of good books. just totally stopped your goal. I just got so many good books. Um, but I did. I really enjoyed that first essay, and I'm looking forward to the rest. Okay, my number two, One Long River of Song, Notes on Wonder by Brian Dole. Also honorable mention for me. Mm, so, so, so good. Um, it's a book of essays. It's one of two books of essays that I have on this list as being top books of the year. I adore essays. These were really short. They were really beautiful. They were very profound. Written um, posthumously, or not written posthumously, published posthumously from essays that he had written. And they're all about the beauty in um, just the ordinary life that each of us live. Yeah, a spiritual book, a memoir, a cool Mm -hmm. group of essays, a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, My next one was Band of Brothers by Stephen Ambrose. Recommended and... One that I definitely enjoyed reading. Uh, the thing with history is it has to come alive. It has to really spark, and this book did. Um, I know one of these guys just passed away recently, and, and I'm sad for it, but I'm, I'm grateful that this cool group of guys ever existed and that the story was told so well by Stephen Ambrose. Good deal. My next one is People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Loved her for forever. I loved this book in particular and read it twice this year. It's just really fresh and fun. I like the the characters, of course. I've got to love characters in a book. And I loved Alex and Poppy. I love the way they bring out the weird in each other and that that's what they like about each other. Um, This is definitely a romance with some um, explicit scenes. 
You made fun of how they open door romance. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. (laughs) Anyway. um, People who love open doors. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Anyway, it's an amazing book. It's really fun for its travel scenes also, and I love good books about travel. I think Emily Henry is just a great, great writer. I'm going to write a closed-door romance in 2022. That's all. (laughs) <laughs> Please just talk about your book and stop making fun of me. All right. I realize I'm stealing one of yours here, but you're about to steal one of mine, too. So, uh, Cloud Cuckoo Land by Anthony Doerr, a book yes. we talked about a lot. Just as with his other great novel, All the, All the Light We Cannot See, um, absolutely draws the reader into a world. Does it completely? Unforgettable characters, a crazy plot, a uh, story that's old and new and futuristic. And it's all about books, and it's dedicated to librarians. This yeah. felt like, uh, you know... What's not to love? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's about all the things we care about. All right, now steal one of mine. Okay, the next one for me is The Bad Muslim Discount by Syed M. Masood. Um, we read this one together and talked about it. I feel like we did that with a lot of the books on both of our lists. Um, I liked this book because it was really, really funny, but it also dealt with very serious topics like faith, immigration, what we owe to each other as human beings. Um, It was not really what I expected from this book, and I was just delightfully surprised. Um, And I would recommend it thoroughly. But a page-turner. I mean, a book that's an important book, but also a book that's just on the surface level a really engaging novel. Yeah, it checks all the boxes. Mm -hmm. Very much. So glad to have that one on my list as well. Uh, This was one that you had read in years past. It may... And on your list, whenever it was, you read it a couple years ago. But Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell. Oh, yes. I got to. And uh, Shakespearean, again, uh, in the same way that you've got to make history spark, if you're going to write about somebody like William Shakespeare, you've got to tell that same old story in a different way. And uh, this novel really did that. Just absolutely beautiful. Uh, heartbreaking, but beautiful. And the great novel about parenting and about love and just one I couldn't put down. Yeah, it was a really good one. All right, my next one is One, Two, Three by Laurie Frankel. This one is a novel about the Mitchell triplets, Monday, Maribel, and Mab. They live in Bourne, um, and it's the story of how each of them really kind of comes of age in a town and place where the deck has been stacked against them from before they were born. Um, my favorite thing about this novel was the fact that everybody in this town has suffered from, um, chemical poisoning in their water from Mm -hmm. a, from a local plant. And so the things that may be considered, um, handicaps in regular society, it's just regular here. And everybody maybe being a little bit different from the norm is the norm here. And I thought that it was really interesting to read a book from that perspective. No doubt, sure. Um, my next one, this was a reread for me, actually. I loved it the first time I read it, and I reread it. Will You Miss Me When I'm Gone by Mark Zwanitzer, which is a biography of the Carter family, the musical Carter family. Uh, and so I, I had one sports book. I had three music books, but this isn't really anything like the other two music books on my list. I mean, it's it's a biography, but it's a history story. I mean, it's the roots of popular music, it's Appalachia, it's an incredibly complicated, fascinating set of people at a weird time, and just, again, much like a good novel, just created a world you could dive into, and the fact that it's about an hour from where I 
was born and then grew up is uh, something extra special. You know, when you first started talking about this book, I absolutely did not want to read it, but you talked about it so many times. Oh, it's fascinating. It sounds better every time. Yeah, so. it really is. Maybe maybe you can go ham it on it and read it in like <laughs> 2024 and be like, he was right. Uh, ah. You usually are, but don't get used to that. Uh, um, okay, me. Apples Never Fall by Leanne Moriarty. <clears throat> this book came out this last year, and I love Leanne Moriarty. Um, her book before this one, I think it's called Nine Perfect Strangers, it was very different from this one. I heard a lot of people who just kind of panned it. I enjoyed that one, but I really loved this one. It felt more like her earlier books, like Big Little Lies and Husband's Secret, all those kinds of things. I like that her books are often set up like thrillers, but then they really take a deep look into what it means to be part of a family or a community or a marriage or whatever. I also like the way she writes about long marriages and the problems that often occur in them. And, and the problems in her marriages here are generally quite serious. Um, but she still looks at ways that you find love even inside problems. Good deal. Um, my next one's another one of the ones that you were the one who read first and were like, hey, you should read this. And read me part of it, and thus I'd kind of already gotten a good start on it. The Anthropocene Review by John Green. Oh, so good. Which is a collection of essays. Um, and if you only know Green from his novels, it's totally different. Some of these are very personal. Some of these are very, you know, objective. Uh, it's a little bit all over the place, but... It's his pandemic book, and it fits like that. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot to consider. There's a lot to uh, think about and fall in love with as a reader. So uh, I really enjoyed it, cover to cover, even if one essay wasn't you know, the greatest one I ever read, kind of like Poznanski's book. The next one would pick it right back up. Mm -hmm. And they were all short and easy to digest, mm -hmm. and the structure of the book is really good. Mm -hmm. Okay, my next one is called The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. This one may be the silliest one on my list. It's a romance, and it's got a very predictable plot. Um, you know from the first chapter exactly how the end is going to go. That did not stop me from thoroughly enjoying this book, really, really liking the characters, and very much enjoying the world in which she placed them. It's set in academia. Um, the main character, Olive, is a PhD candidate in biology, and so it kind of takes a look into that world. The guy that she begins dating is a tenured professor in her department. Um, chaos, all kinds of things. I'm leaving out all kinds of silly things that you know you have to have in a romance. But it, it felt like watching um, a Nora Ephron movie in a lot of ways, and I love those. Oh, yeah. And so this book um, was just fun all the way through. My next one is Looking to Get Lost by Peter Goralnik, uh, who's probably my favorite music critic ever. Uh, got to see him. I've told this story on the podcast before, but uh, he was at the Festival of Southern Books in Nashville a few years ago. And to hear him talk about his subjects and the way that he feels about music and why he writes about music was just a reminder of why this guy is such a good critic and a good music writer. And this is a collection that's kind of all over the place. Um, Dick Curlis is the guy I had never heard of, and he and his son actually had some role in the recording of his last album, so there was a weird kind of a first-person element to that particular story. But, uh, you know, just just Peter's love of, of everything from blues to country, 
and, and Rock the Folk really shines through. And I think this is going to be probably his last book. And if so, there are a million good ones, but this is a good capper. Excellent. Um, my next one is No Cure for Being Human and Other Truths I Needed to Hear by Kate Bowler. Um, Kate Bowler wrote this book. It's a memoir. It's super short um, about her experience with cancer when she was diagnosed at age 35. She was a young mom. Her son was still very, very tiny. And the prognosis for her cancer was not good. So she wrote this book to um, kind of take down the idea, I guess, uh, that that anything is possible in this whole world because, you know, bad things are going to happen to all of us. And how do we handle them? How do we kind of um, live in a way that allows those to happen without letting it knock us over? Does that make sense? Anyway, it was a gorgeous book. Kate Bowler um, is one of my favorite follows on Instagram now. Um, she wrote an Advent devotional that I went through here at Christmas and um, she's just very insightful, and um, I loved learning from her story. And then the last one of my list, of course, that's only nine, but you yeah, I covered one the of bad yours. Muslim discount, uh, was Jesus and John Wayne by Christine Dumay. Um, that's the one, I, I can't say I necessarily always enjoyed it, but it was thought-provoking, and it was an important book about the collision of evangelical Christianity and right-wing politics and how this unholy alliance was forged. Um, yeah, just, just a really thought provoking book. I, I don't know if you would agree with everything you read in there, but it's the kind of book to make you think about these things uh, afresh. And I like a book that even if you don't agree with everything in it, I like a book that helps you ask the questions. Right, right. And, and at least think through the issues so that you can kind of articulate why you don't agree if you don't. And they're important questions. Yeah. Well, worth considering and a really interesting thought provoking book. Okay, my last one, because you got one of mine, too, with Cloud Cuckoo Land. Mm -hmm. um, my last one is These Precious Days by Ann Patchett. Um, they are essays about what make up her good life, and it's universal, because for her, the answer is books, friends, and connections. And she writes about all of those things really, really well. Every time I read Ann Patchett essays, I want to go write essays myself. Um, this was her pandemic, pandemic book. She wrote it last year. Um, and wrote about some of her experiences within the pandemic. Um, and it's just gorgeously written. Beautiful reflection of a life. Love Ann Patchett so much. Well, and, and what a perfect way to finish because it's so connected to what we do here. I mean, this is about books and friends and connections. And it's very much a product of the pandemic as well. And appreciate uh, everybody's thoughts and recommendations and... You know, we'll we'll talk some more about that. But uh, thanks for sticking with us through another year, and yeah, for yeah. yeah, all of your comments, everything that you have um, replied to us throughout the past, I guess, really year and a half. Mm -hmm. It has been so much fun to get to share our books with you, and then to hear what you're reading back. Absolutely. So, thanks so much. Hope everybody had happy holidays, and hope that uh, some of those 18 books will, will land on your list of favorites. And whether they do or they don't, for goodness sake, keep reading.